0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Engage 8 Podcast. I'm your host, Zach, with my two co-hosts, Josh and Mike. we got a really entertaining uh, Sunday episode for you. Uh, We're going to go over Thursday Night Football, the noon slate, the 3 o'clock slate, and if we got time, we'll go into the Sunday night game. But as always, we're recording during the Sunday night game, so please mind our reactions. Uh, Josh, you want to get us started with some uh, Patriots Steelers? Yes, I
1: can. Thursday Night Football, as always, uh, starting this episode. Uh, Pats at Steelers. The Pats came out of nowhere to start this game and just kind of just laid it on the Steelers. A good Steelers defense, a Pats offense that has been virtually non-existent. Bailey Zappi starts this game. They don't even bother with Matt Jones, and they go off to a pretty good start. Uh, sadly for them, they did not score in the second half, but they didn't really need to. Uh, Mitch Trubisky struggled early, uh, throwing picks, just not making good reads. Kind of classic Mitch Trubisky stuff. Uh, kind of put his team in a hole early, was hard to dig out of. Uh, but then, like I said, the Pats offense came back to earth in the second half, and then the Steelers got to make their little push towards the end, give themselves a chance to win this game. Uh, they cannot come through late, though. And an uh, interesting stat I saw they were talking about during this game, the Pats defense is uh, – the Pats team is one in three when giving up single-digit points this season. Every other team was like 50-something and 0. Uh, I just thought that's pretty remarkable to be <laughs> one in three in games where you give up less than 10 points. Uh, they didn't give up less than ten points this game, but regardless, they got a win and just screwed their own draft pick.
0: Yeah, for me, the Steelers they kind of got away from their from their uh their game plan that really works. A couple weeks ago, when they really exploded after Canada was fired, they put up over four hundred yards of offense. Around half of that was from Jalen Warden and Najee just on the ground, just being really productive. This week, they went down early, like you said, Josh, and they had really no chance to establish a ground game. So they forced Mitch Trubisky to, as uh, I believe Adrian Amos said, they forced Mitch Trubisky to play quarterback, and it ended up biting the Steelers in the ass. Patriots, like you said, they came out on fire. Zappi was really just hitting throws all over the place. Uh, I don't believe there was Ramadre Stevenson. It was was only Ezekiel Elliott getting carries, aside from Bailey Zappi getting three. Uh, Juju hit a couple really nice catches in the first half uh, one of which was a really long bomb that uh, just set up a touchdown so that was really cool but like I said the Steelers they, they're they going to start to fall out of the playoff race I believe there's 11 teams at 7 and 6 or better as of now in the AFC and if their offense is going to be this inconsistent they're not making the postseason
2: yeah it's going to be a tough sled for them um, I bet the under in this game that cannot have died quicker um, somehow the Patriots are able to get Three touchdowns very quickly. The interception off Trubisky helped a lot. Uh, Steelers offense kind of played as expected, not great. It was just that turnover really killed them. Uh, Zappi, three touchdown passes, just surprising. Zeke turned back the clock, 72 receiving yards, 68 rushing yards, a receiving touchdown. He played very good. And for the Steelers, this is their second loss to a two-win team in five days. Uh, Cardinals last week, this week the Patriots. Not what you want to see. Uh, that three of their last four games are away against playoff contenders. So they still decide their own fate, but it's not looking great considering how poor this offense has looked TJ Watt and high Smith, both picked up injuries. That's both of their key edge guys. Hopefully they can have them back next Saturday. Um, And just game. You don't want to have uh, if you're the Steelers for the Patriots, you get a nice win. Finally, you get that monkey off your back, but kind of looking to stay in that Williams, Drake may Marvin Harrison, Jr. Um, hopefully they can get a couple wins and get out of that sweepstakes, so Steelers in a must-win position next week.
1: All right, moving on here to Lions and Bears. I said it start this week off. I was nervous about this game. I uh, ended up coming to fruition. I wish this game ended up being a little closer so that egregious no-intentional-grounding call that led to a Chicago Bears touchdown wasn't the factor in this one uh, because the Lions ended up just fumbling on the next drive and basically screwing themselves for the game, but Um, I'm just going to get that out of the way before I go into the rest of this game. That was absurd. I've never seen anything like that in my life. But regardless, Lions defense actually played pretty well, despite being really getting cooked for the past few weeks overall. Outside of that first drive, they played pretty well. They forced some three and outs. They got home and finished sacks, something that they've been struggling to do, something that they've struggled to do with Justin Fields uh, basically his entire career. Uh, So I was happy to see that their defense played well. It was just the offense. The Lions' offense was just really bad today. You could see from the start uh, not having Frank Ragnow was a problem. The fumble that I spoke of after the no-intentional grounding touchdown call uh, was Graham Glasgow's fault at center. That would not have happened with Frank Ragnow, so you really hate to see that. He's one of the most important pieces of this team, uh, the best center in the league, and you just hate to see him out. Hopefully the Lions can get him back next week. Uh, That would be huge. The Lions offense just didn't have – they had no first downs for the entire third quarter and a lot of the fourth quarter, Uh, and that was just killer. Even when the defense was getting stops, they were put in bad positions. The Lions kept punting and giving the Bears the ball, the 50-yard line, still getting stops, and the offense just had nothing to show for it. I love Ben Johnson. The play calling in the second half was just repetitive. It was a lot of run, run, pass, punt. A lot of the play calling that uh, most of the NFL fans who are fans of bad teams who don't have good offenses – Bears are an example with Getsy They complain about the run, run, pass, punt. The Lions were doing that in the second half, and it was it hurt them desperately. And overall, Ali McNeil on defense. Like I said, the defense played well. Ali McNeil still not having him is always crucial. And I'm hoping that sometime soon, I it looks like we're gonna get CJ Gardner Johnson back at some point. That will be huge. Uh obviously we'll not get Emmanuel Mosley back. Uh we'll get Ali McNeil back probably for week 18 against the Vikings. That will be huge. But The main point here is the offense. Jared Goff seems to have the yips right now and is just not playing well whatsoever. The problem for the Lions here is you have your quarterback who's played like, and I know I'm seeing a lot of shit on Twitter about people being like, oh, I thought Goff was top five. He was playing top five for like 15 games. And then he has five, six, seven bad games. And now he, now it's like, what do you do? Do we next year? Do we just uh, sign, sign Goff to this extension? Uh, because he played so well for so long, or do you ride with Hendon Hooker? Do you trade for somebody? Do you draft another guy? What do you do? Because it's hard to ignore how much success he's had and brought the Lions to the highest point they've been in over a decade and the best starting record they've had in 60 years. But at the same time, it's hard to ignore the what just happened and what we've been seeing. But at the end of the day, the Lions are sitting at 9-4, and four. All these teams, most of these teams that's fan bases are laughing it up right now. at The Lions talking shit. Most of them are under 500. A lot of them are five and eight, six and six, six and seven. Uh, so at the end of the day, I'd rather be in the Lions' position than any of their positions. Four games left. Win two of those games and they're going to win the division. They'll be okay. They got the Broncos, Vikings, Cowboys, Vikings. Cowboys look amazing. I mean, as we're recording this right now, they're up 17-3 on the Eagles. That might age poorly, but we'll see. Uh, so maybe you chalk that up as an L beat the Cowboys or sorry, beat the Broncos split with the Vikings and they're going to be okay. So at the end of the day, Lions fans, everybody let's just calm down. There's some obvious concerns, but sitting at nine and four, we cannot concern ourselves with the opinions of the five and eight teams.
0: Before I get to the nitty gritty, I will kind of just give my thoughts on the Lions. Like you said, Josh, Jared Goff, he's kind of in a rough spot right now. Cause like you said, he's not playing the best. Uh, like you said, uh, End of last year, first half of this year, he was phenomenal, uh, getting the ball out on time, receivers were open, Ben Johnson was scheming up some really good plays, all that. Uh, but right now, he's just not looking too good. So the questions going forward, they are definitely valid, but I still think he's a guy who can win with. Now, the defense, they've got to try and figure that out. Sure, they played a little bit better today than they have in, I don't know, the last month, but you're not going to be able to go, you're not going to be able to host Dallas in a playoff game and win with this defense because their defense is super good and you're not going to hold them to under 30 with whatever you're rocking with right now. And lastly, uh Jamison Williams, he's such a talented receiver. I hate that. It seems like he's being used as pretty much a gadget guy. I would really like to see him get used like underneath on drags or even just more than just clear out routes, like take some shots to him. It makes way more sense for you to do that. And I just, I want them to use him like a number 12 overall pick rather than a, I don't know, a Grandpa Velas Jones. Now on to probably my favorite part of this episode. We're going to talk about the Bears. Coming into this week, uh, coming out of a bye, the Bears had not won a game coming out of a bye in the last decade. This is the first time they won coming out of the bye week in the last 10 years. It's disgusting, to say the least, but glad we got that monkey off our back. And to start off, Justin Fields... He wasn't perfect today, but he showed a lot more good than he was bad. Sure, he had his, his regular errors where he was missing open throws or just taking unnecessary sacks, which I really think he only took one. But outside of that, he was really good. He was accurate. He was on time. He even, on that touchdown to DJ Moore, it was a phenomenal play. He adjusted pre-snap. He drew the defense off sides and then threw a beautiful ball to DJ Moore. That's just that one-two connection right there. You'd love to see it. Now, the defense. Iberflus may not be a great head coach, but he's a hell of a defensive coordinator and defensive play caller. The second half uh, possessions for the Lions went punt, 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 fumble, turnover on downs, turnover on downs, and an interception. Granted, that interception was basically as the game was over for Tremaine Edmonds, but it was a stop nonetheless, and I'm very impressed with the turnaround that they've made, mainly because of the acquisition of Montez Sweat, I've talked about it before. I talked about it on like my mini episode of the Bears a couple of weeks ago. A really good pass rush can make up for a bad secondary more than a good secondary can make up for a bad pass rush. Montez Sweat has been a multiplier on this front four, and they're able to actually get pressure now rather than having to send the house and not be able to get there and then give up a bunch of third and longs. They're starting to get off the field, which is letting the offense wear down the other team's defense a lot more, which is keeping them in games, and it's really impressive. DJ Moore, he's a top five wide receiver in this league, no debate. He has been phenomenal this year. He had that beautiful rushing touchdown. In the first half, he had, I think, two touches, and they were both rushes. And then Luke he got his head out of his ass and decided to throw him the ball a few times and got a touchdown out of it and over 60 yards. It was phenomenal. He was great today. And speaking of another Lions uh, receiver who's supposed to be, I don't know, top five or something like that, he only had three catches today for only 21 yards, and I believe he had a drop on a – third and 12 in the fourth quarter, but that's neither here nor there. He's I would, a love, I would love to hear this top five. To
1: of. You're talking about DJ Moore being top five. I mean, who are you going to, who are you going to keep out if you're keeping
0: him? Top oh, five? I tweet. Oh, I tweeted about it. I'd there love are two to go receivers into in it. the game. We're watching right now. There was a,
1: he wasn't the best receiver in the game. He yeah. And they're both, today. they're both Maybe in it. He played the best, but he's not better than St. Brown. I'm sorry. He's not, what are we doing here? He, he is better than St. Brown.
0: He oh, is better than St. Brown. Oh my god! He one hundred percent is. I'd love delusion, to go into the. Man. I'd love to this go into delusion, it with man. you. If DJ Moore was getting the all of there's, there's one, one bright spot getting. on a shitty
1: team, and then you take that and you're like, oh, he's the best, he's top five receiver, just because he's the one good player on on your team. Obviously, that's an exaggeration, but you know what this I, is I mean untrue. that top five is crazy. Top five is crazy.
0: What's the top five? It's, what, this c- year, he's definitely been a top five receiver. Well, let me hear the I'd top say five. I'm- not in order: DJ Moore, CD Lamb. Not in order. DJ Moore, CD Lamb, AJ Brown, probably Keenan Allen, and I'm missing one more. Not Jefferson because he hasn't played enough games. Not Devontae Adams because of his inc- inc- inconsistencies at quarterback. I mean, how do you miss that?
2: That's his D name? name.
0: I know. I'm I, waiting to hear it. Too. Tyreek Hill. Is, yeah. Right. Wow. It's it's Tyreek. It was a. Uh, it was escaping my mind because he hasn't played today. I'm taking to we'll, and we'll see too. him make I'm another case chase. for MVP, I'm taking, which I will get I'm into West later. St. Brown,
1: I'm taking Stephon Diggs, I'm taking Devontae this Adams, I'm taking Justin Jefferson. This year, no, I wouldn't take. Diggs. I'm taking Debo Samuel. This year. what are we Debo? doing? Here?
0: That's crazy. Ta- you're not. Ta- you're taking Debo, 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 Debo is not Debo? a top twenty wide receiver. Debo is not a top twenty wide receiver. Oh my god. Oh my God. next that episode, I would love before next episode, I would love to come take. up with twenty receivers better than Debo Samuel. I promise you I can do right now 20 receivers outside of right now Cone, I can't the I can't make right league. I can't do that oh right now God I can I could do that for next episode
1: That's a stinky take, man. Stinky. Oh my God Anyway, I mean, I'm taking. I'm t- by the way I'm
2: taking over to to DJ Moore this season. That's crazy <laughs> That's crazy anyways who yeah, has crazy. more yards by I, I mean
1: i think that was just a fraudulent i, take, I don't think i, whatever, I don't whatever, five
2: this season but that's dj
1: Debo samuel I, being top i don't like man. Is. come on bro that's disgusting
0: i mean if d if justin fields is as bad as you guys think he is or at least josh says he is then him having over he didn't a play well today through- you can't tell me he played well today fields who? he missed a ton of throws He was way better. He was more good than bad today. I didn't say he was perfect. I think both quarterbacks were pretty bad today. I would say, honestly, Justin Fields definitely was not bad today. I don't. I don't. Anyways, back back to my list of things I wanted to cover. Pay Jalen Johnson. Just got his fourth interception of the year. He's been phenomenal. Pay him what he wants. He should be a cornerstone of this defense for a very long time. And we didn't choke this time. I'm so excited about that because we choked last time. So I wanted to look at the rest of the season. We're five and eight right now. Looking forward, we have Cleveland, Atlanta in Atlanta. We have Cleveland in Cleveland, Atlanta in Atlanta, then Arizona in Chicago, and then Green Bay in Green Bay. There's a chance if the Bears can somehow beat the better Browns team and they they could win four in a row and then go into green Bay. And that game could be for a wild card spot. They would need help, but they play Atlanta who is in front of them right now in the standings. And I don't know. It's, it's definitely a long shot, no doubt. But if this team gets hot, I mean, you never know. They're not winning the Bowl, but they could make the playoffs and how poetic would it be? If with, after the way the season started with, The Packers whooping on the Bears after an offseason of hype. The Bears go into Green Bay and take a wild card spot from Green Bay in a crazy end of the season. I hope it goes down
1: like it went down for the Lions last year and you guys are in that spot and then someone just rips it from you. I'd I'd be okay
0: with that strictly because the Bears did everything they could do. If it's outside help that we need and we don't get that, then I'd be fine with that. It'd be different if we if we got the help and then it was like a Sunday night football game, and then we choke on the national stage, that'd be awful. But if we did our job, but the other team just it didn't fall our way, then I can live with that.
1: Every second, There's I just there. keep thinking of another receiver I'm putting better than DJ Moore. I mean DK Metcalf. I'm
0: taking DK over him. I would not take DK. I'm not DK's taking like Cooper Cup over, over him. I mean he's top fifteen this year. Hell no. I'm just we're talking overall. Oh, we're talking just this season. We're talking who is the best. All right so it's a competition of who's played the. I'm not even talking, I'm not even talking stats. I'm talking impact on an offense just in 2023. DJ Morris, top five. Impact
2: on an offense? Are we talking every position? Impact on an offense.
0: Wide receiver. (laughs) Top five wide receiver this season in terms of impact on an offense.
2: I don't know about that. Um, give me DJ that scenario. Made
0: crazy catches in situations that he probably shouldn't be. Okay. So with Cortland Sutton. So that's the mark of how you're yeah. an impact on an offense. Have you made crazy catches? No, that's not it. It's not just that. I'm just using that as an example. If you don't think he's been a phenomenal receiver and an incredible impact for this Bears offense, you haven't been watching.
2: No yeah, one that said that. Yeah. No one, no one said, said
0: that. that. He's up there with the best of the best in terms of impact on an offense at the wide receiver position this year. That just sounds like a very specific, how can I form it where DJ Moore isn't outside of the top 10? Well, <laughs> obviously, like, just talent-wise in the NFL, he's probably not top 10 because there's guys like Jefferson Cup, Devontae, fucking A.J. Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown. No, <laughs> not him. Man, man i i don't see it i really don't he just gets hella targets and hella catches and then just is that not impact on at all not really like he doesn't draw the defense he's just sitting sitting in the middle of the defense because he's sitting in the slots okay so are you saying kelsey too
2: kelsey's impact on the offense isn't great because he just finds the open Uh, zone yeah yeah kelsey
1: just finds finds where he can get catches that's not
0: impact on an offense so that's not what i said but that's ridiculous i wouldn't I, I don't think Amon Ra is better than DJ Moore talent wise or impact on an offense. Just because Completely you disagree, but. just because you gather a million targets doesn't mean you're impactful for a team. Yeah, it you just have be. to make
1: highlight catches, it does, you don't have to have production. It's just highlight catches. <laughs> I mean, you were on here like two episodes ago saying how he
0: gets 12 catches a game and 140 yards and a, and a touchdown, and that's not. Production and impact on an offense. What's it's obvious. That, obviously, then? it's production and it's an impact. But I think DJ Moore's impact is just better. I I think, especially given what the Bears were last year, the jump that they've made with DJ Moore in the offense is insane. I, I think you're taking Their this as there's no one else here. on
1: the offense, so he has to be the impact. I think that's how you're framing this.
0: What do you mean? Explain that. Is for that me.
1: he's the only? form of great production on the offense so he has the biggest impact Amon Ra or DJ? DJ. Okay that's how I think you're framing this because Amon Ra has other guys who like Jameer Gibbs and Montgomery and Laporta who are a huge impact on the offense and who does DJ Moore have?
0: Nobody exactly so he he has to be the impact. And the the Bears still move the ball despite the terrible play calling. He makes plays when they need to be made and when Amon Rod didn't
1: have anybody, when Swift was hurt, and when TJ Hawkinson wasn't having the great production, and he was still getting 12 catches.
0: That's was he though? Yes, he was more than the end of his rookie two years year, ago, Was he the end of his rookie year? And what year was, that? was that 2020 season? or
1: 2021? 2021, yeah, 2021, I think. Yeah, 20, There's yeah, 2021 third
0: year in the league. It's his third year in the league. Gross, but yeah, he, he's still super, super good. I just think DJ is better.
1: We're going to have to agree to disagree. I mean, Mike, you got anything to say? I realize
0: that.
2: I never got my thoughts in this game. Um, <laughs> I'll make it quick. Uh, if the scenario of Packers-Bears happens in the last week of the season, give me the Packers by a 1,000. Um, mm-hmm. Bears look like the better football team today, though. Uh, Lions defense just not good. If they go to the playoffs, which I expect them to, I don't see them winning a playoff game. If this defense continues to play how it is. Uh, Golf has his struggles again. Doesn't really seem like an NFC North type quarterback. He's got to be better in the cold in those outdoor situations, and that's kind of just the staple of NFC football. But I guess there's two indoor stadiums in the NFC North, so it's not as important. Bears defense. He's last. About to be three. Great. Yeah, about to be three. Arlington.
0: Yeah, um, like six or seven years.
2: <laughs> yeah, just big game from the Bears defense. Sweat seems to be worth the pick apparently at this point. Uh, we'll see how that continues to go for them.
1: Yeah, golf's got to be better. Uh, the offense has to be better. If the Lions draw, regardless of what happens in these next two games, if the Lions draw a home game against Minnesota in the first round, I think they're going to win a playoff game. But I think they would probably uh, – I mean, I'd be worried about Green Bay just because of how the last game went. Uh, I'd, I'm trying to think of who else would possibly be in that spot. The Rams, I'd be a little worried about the
0: Rams, but – yeah, they got some good. firepower on their offense that could keep up with you guys, just points wise. I got that's two more things to add before uh, before we go forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bedard got another apple, so that's good. And then, how's that for some TikTok clips?
1: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> all
0: right, let's move on
1: here. Bucks at Falcons, NFC South. It's all love. It's all love. Yeah, of course, always, always. Uh, not for the Bears though. But uh, both both these offenses in this <laughs> game struggled early. Uh, it was pretty bleak, to say the least, to start this game. And then they both showed up in the fourth quarter, and they played pretty good. Uh, the NFC now, uh, South now is – we'll talk about the Saints a little later, but nodded at six and seven uh, for the top three spots. Um, it would be cool to see an under-500 team uh, make it in. I mean, all these teams are essentially playing for who's going to get their ass beat by the, uh, whoever gets second in the NFC East, uh, whether it's the Eagles or the Cowboys, uh, regardless one of these teams is getting their ass kicked. Drake London played really, really well. He had a huge impact on this offense. Um, The Falcons, on the other hand, uh, did not run the ball well on offense and did not defend the run well on defense. Uh, We said earlier this week, their key to success is uh, establishing their run offense and shutting down the other team's run offense. They did neither of those today, which is just not a recipe for success for them. Uh, And Baker Mayfield has quietly had a pretty solid season uh, for the Bucs. It's going to be interesting to see what the Bucs do in the offseason. It kind of seems like, Kyle Trask is never going to be an option. If he wasn't going to get it this year, he's not going to get it at all. So it'll be interesting to see if maybe they trade up, uh, try to get a QB. Maybe if the Bears decide they want to rock with Fields, maybe they try to make a move and try to get Caleb Williams or maybe trade up into the top 10 and take another quarterback. Or maybe they rock it out with Baker Mayfield one more year. We'll see, but uh, he's had a pretty good year. I wanted to give him his flowers there.
0: Yeah, Baker's definitely had a really good year overall. I feel like today he was like overwhelmingly good. He did enough to get his team to win, and like you said, this game was kind of boring to start out, but once that fourth quarter hit, these teams turned it on. They scored a few touchdowns. It was really entertaining. Uh, Desmond Ritter, almost 350 yards passing, but almost feels like empty stats and a loss. Uh, Bijan just didn't get the proper workload on the ground. If you keep giving Bijan 10 or fewer carries in a game, you just don't want to win. He's so talented, and with their offensive line being quite underrated, I think we've the three of us have said on this podcast numerous times, It's just, you got to go back to it over and over again. Uh, Drake London had a career day, 10 catches for 172 yards. He was phenomenal. And of course, the one week that I'm facing Kyle Pitts in fantasy, he finds the end zone as well. Uh, Bijan got another five catches to add to his, to make up 15 total touches for him. But the the Falcons, they got to find a way to just get more balanced on offense. You can't be asking Desmond Ritter to be throwing it 40 times if you want to have success. I mean, if Ritter's hot, then yeah, keep going with it, but Bijan is easily probably your best player on offense. And I feel like you just have to go to him way more than just 15 times in a game.
2: Big win for the Buccaneers. Uh, Baker looked all right. 75 yard game winning drive. Got the job done. Found Kate Otten in the end zone for a big touchdown. Uh, Rashad White, again, seems to kind of be a very good solid back for this team. Could be the guy for a few years to come. Continues to make plays. Looks great. And Antoine Winfield has just been so good for this Fox defense. Uh, Second defensive back since 2000 with at least three sacks, three forced fumbles, and three fumble recoveries for the um his defense, they've been great in the red zone. We've talked about that, but just get pretty good overall. Chris, it was Chris Godwin's day to day. He uh led the bulk of the flux receiving work. Mike Evans was quiet. Um, surprising from him considering how great he's been all season. And would you put him above DJ Moore? I don't know. But Drake London, great game. Um He's a lot of offensive
1: production this year, a lot of impact on that offense. Yeah, he's made some impactful (laughs)
2: plays. Um, Drake London, it's nice to finally see these Falcons' top picks get their chances. Uh, They've been used their top picks on offensive weapons and haven't made them a priority to get them the ball. Saw Pitt get touched on today. London, 10 catches. Wasn't Bijan's day, but big win for the Bucs. I think with this win, I think at this point I put them to be my division winner at this point for this NFC South
1: yeah it's going to be tough uh but might as well skip ahead a little bit and just do the other NFC South game here really quickly uh Panthers and Saints uh the Panthers are just really bad man they're just a bad football team they're who knows if they'll get another win this season it seems like these teams end up stealing one late they'll probably end up with two wins but regardless they are the worst team in the league uh the Saints like we said they move up to that three-way tie uh didn't let this game even really be a problem for them at all which they could have been looking ahead. They didn't look ahead. They got a win when they needed to. Uh, just constant turnovers on downs for Carolina was just a problem. If they weren't punting it, they were turning it over on downs and just not how you win a football game whatsoever. The Panthers' defense uh, overall played good in, sport, in spurts, excuse me, but could not overcome how horrible this offense has been. Uh, I hope that Bryce Young gets some talent around him, gets a better offensive line, gets a real head coach, and can really show what he's about because I still – I uh, do see how talented he is, and I see what everyone saw coming out of college, out of Alabama. He was the number one pick for a reason. I think it's way too early to write him off as a bust. I hope he gets in a better situation here and can really show how good he is. Uh, if not, uh, bring him to Detroit. I wanted him from the beginning. But regardless, uh, Panthers suck. Saints had to get a win. They did, and now we got a
0: just a clusterfuck at the top of the NFC South here. I'm loving that clusterfuck at the top of the NFC South, and I'm loving the basement of the NFC South even better. The Carolina Panthers just making that Bears' number one overall pick just look even, even more solid. Uh, Bryce Young, he was not great today. He, of course, as every week he shows flashes of a superstar quarterback with uh, b- the ability to hang into a, a tough pocket, even though he is undersized. But this week, kind of like last week, he had a run game. Uh, Chuba Hubbard and Miles Sanders had over 150 yards of offense or yards on the ground And he was able to find Adam Thielen for another five times for 74 yards. Uh, Panthers defense, they just got to be a little bit better. They played well for the most part. But when your offense is this iffy, you've got to just try and make more plays. But given the lack of talent on both sides of the ball, I understand why they just have lost 12 times this year. The Saints, like you said, good for them getting a win. Did you guys see the Eric McCoy and Derek Carr like argument as they were walking off the field? Because Carr took like an unnecessary sack, it looked like. Yeah, I, I did that. not see that. Oh, it's floating they, they around Twitter was, somewhere.
2: They they cleared it up after the game. They're all right.
0: I I always love those when <laughs> I love when teammates get at each other. It always shows how competitive all these guys are. But Saints, they the end of this uh, season is going to be really fun for the NFC South, or at least the, the top three teams, because every game is going to matter. You're probably going to see another like five or six divisional games between the three of them. So. Every single game for those three teams at the top is important. So hopefully they figure it out.
2: Yeah. I wouldn't even say I'm really seeing the flashes right now from Bryce Young. Uh, It's it's just hard, man. 13 for 3,637 yards. His big plays are the plays where he's able to scramble and get 10 yards. And he's he's smaller. That's, I don't know if that's sustainable. Um, Just a, just a rough game. Uh, They had a run game. Like you said, Zach, Uh, their passing game is just atrocious Uh, for the saints. Three-way tie at the uh, NFC South. Saints' first win since November 5th. It's been a minute. Carr coming off last week. He left the game with a concussion, fractured ribs, sore shoulder. At what point do you just stay out, man? Just Sometimes you're not helping your team. You're playing hurt. You're not doing much. 37 passing yards to three-plus quarters. Lucky for him, he inflated his stats at the end of that game. 18 for 2619 yards. just – I mean – you're just hurt, man. Let Jameis go out there, get a week, just take a week off. Uh, Jimmy Graham's touchdown, turn back the clock again. He likes to do that. And the Saints defense, four sacks, four tackles for loss. Um, Saints did what they had to do, didn't look past him. got the win. All
1: right, moving on here then. Next game here, Colts at Bengals. Uh, Ronnie Harrison, pick six, did tie this game at half. Uh, it was a little shaky in the first half, but they got it to 14-14 going in the half. And then the Colts just got shut out in the second half. Uh, I will say, uh, I'm not going to comment on the officiating. I wasn't watching this one super closely. I know, Mike, you have some problems with the officiating, so I'm not even going to comment on that because I don't have any anything to say. But uh, Browning has been as good as possible in Joe Burrow's absence. What a, better than anybody could have expected from him? He's been solid. Got this team over 500 and has them in that seven and six group of teams in the AFC that are have a shot at the playoffs. A lot of short drives, I feel like, for the Colts this game. A lot of punts uh, outside of the 117-play touchdown drive that was really impressive in the first half. Uh, But overall, just I don't have a ton to say about this game, but the Bengals went, they got it done, uh, and Browning has just been phenomenal uh, compared to what we could have expected from
0: him. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Browning has been just unexpectedly great. Uh, He counted for three total touchdowns. Chase Brown was the leading receiver for the – for the Bengals and he racked up three catches for 80 yards and a touchdown Jamar chase. He only had three catches, but it didn't really matter because the Bengals defense got the job done helped shut out the Colts in the second half. This was a game that the Colts really needed to have, especially with the Jags and Texans, both dropping a game this week. So Mike, I'll let you take care of the rest of that, but the Bengals, they if Browning can play at this level. Maybe they have some hope for snagging a six or a seven seed in the wild card.
2: Yeah. Um, The Colts, they didn't deserve to win this game. I'll start with that. But every time the Colts were able to make a big play that was turning the momentum, just a phantom flag was thrown every single time. And it was just so frustrating. Um, The Chase Brown screenplay where he took it six yards for a touchdown. Uh, Kenny Moore, he doesn't miss tackles. He's not that type of guy. Just completely shoved in the back. Right in front of the referee, nothing. He goes for a 50-yard touchdown. That's seven points right there. Uh, Colts rushing touchdown in the second half. Zach Moss got it they called a holy on Quentin Nelson. That was just insane. Um, pass interference one on Jamar chase where Jalen Jones really was just guarding him. Not too handsy at all flag. There was just so many different flags in the game that just shifted the momentum of the game. Um, but Colts just didn't play good in the second half at all. Uh, offense had nothing going. Gardner, and she was not great today. Um, should, should have been taken out of the game. Um, Got hit, he had a nice little scramble, got the first down, but got hit in the head, gets up stumbling, runs to the wrong side. I mean, what are we doing with this concussion stuff? If a guy visibly stumbles, how does he not get taken out of the game for at least a player, at least get checked out? Didn't get checked out at all. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes into concussion protocol this week, but just the NFL is supposed to be cracking down on concussions and they're just not doing it. Um, ridiculous. Um, but Jake Browning, he played great. Um Got injured for a second there. It looked like he might have broken his finger. It was pretty scary, but somehow, luckily, it was just cramps. Went to the locker room and got it fixed. Um, but the Bengals, they were able to just pick apart the full defense basically with one play, and that was a screen. Uh, 150 yards off of just like three separate screen plays, basically. Um, it's not a good game for this defense. Uh, got to be better, but you get a chance to go next week and play a team that you are notoriously very, very bad against. It's a new era. You gotta switch it up. Um find ways to win games like this. So big game next week. It's basically a playoff game, uh, going against the Steelers. For the Bengals, they're in the playoff run and if Jay Browning like this, they can they can find their way into the
0: playoffs. Kind of building off of your point about the mid concussion, don't they have someone like upstairs looking for guys like stumbling around? How do you miss that?
2: They're supposed to, but that's just uh, crazy.
0: Like if that's your only job, how are you missing a guy like Drunkenly stepping out of a car trying to walk through his front door. I, I mean, when say. he
2: got him, literally like.
0: <laughs> I, I just they they're so supposed they can... to stop play and be like, hey, get this dude checked out. One eye's looking this way, the other one's looking straight ahead. You gotta get him checked. But
2: yeah. And after that play, his play got a lot worse than it was before that play. So just completely switched up from how I was going after that. I don't think we scored. So I don't know.
1: A lot of inconsistencies with the concussion protocol. We've known that for a long time now. Um, We can move on here. Before we move on, uh, Zach, did you switch the spelling of your name? Did I? Anyways, moving on here. Jags. Uh,
0: (laughs) That's on me. A lot of a lot of.
1: (laughs) I just wanted to let you know in like a semi-smooth way. But whatever. (laughs) Jags (laughs) at Browns. Uh, A lot of mistakes for Trevor Lawrence here in this game. Uh, We didn't think he was going to play. Uh, none. Of, I mean, I think I think we can all say on Tuesday when we recorded our preview pod, we all assumed he wasn't going to play. I think we all went Browns on that one, right? I'm pretty sure we all went Browns.
0: Um, Believe it or not, I don't have it pulled up right now. I will pull it up. I'm almost positive we all
1: went Browns on that one.
0: Uh, we all went Trevor Cleveland, March, yeah.
1: Yeah, assuming he wasn't going to play, he ended up playing. We all ended up being correct, anyway It's Just nice to stumble into one, a W once in a while, but I don't know,
0: uh, man. Like, Joe like said, Joe Flacco's pretty good.
1: Like that guy, I, I know. Elite. Man. <laughs> oh my God. Flacco has been fantastic for this Browns team and he's going to play in a playoff game. I'd you'd love to see it. It would be poetic for him to go and beat the Ravens. Could you imagine? Oh my God. I need Could that. you imagine. That would be fantastic. That's must see TV. It is. Uh, I'm not sure how it looks after this three uh, o'clock slate of games, but I know after the noon slate, all three AFC North teams were in the, or all four AFC North teams were in the playoff. The wild card Colts was in. Browns, Colts, are now okay. So I'm guessing the Steelers got the boot. I don't. I don't I'll
0: I don't take know. a look.
2: But uh, Bengals not, got the boot, I Bengals not. I'm pretty sure. Right now they did. How? They mm-hmm. I mean, the that's uh, a tiebreaker record. over conference record goes by conference. Uh, oh, it's not it's yeah, not head to head conference. Right. Re- well, I mean we have the tiebreaker on. Um, yeah, the Texans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a cluster right now. down there. Yeah. So I think there's – hold on, I wrote it down here somewhere. Yeah, there's
1: six, seven, and six teams in the AFC uh, right now and three, eight, and five teams. So we have no idea who's going to be in the playoffs with four weeks to go here. But back to this game here, the Jags defense has kind of come back to earth in the past few weeks. They were phenomenal in the first half of the season. Past three, four weeks, they have not been – uh, they didn't play well today whatsoever. The Jacks couldn't run the ball, which is a problem for them, of course, especially when you got Trevor Lawrence getting back there. But regardless, the Browns get a huge win, put themselves in that eight and five category with the, they're one of the three eight and five teams right now. And I am completely rooting to see Joe Flacco in a playoff game. And I would love to see him win one.
0: Yeah, I mean, you kind of stole the words out of my mouth. Cleveland, they needed this win, and they got it. This is a huge, huge step forward for them, and especially Joe Flacco, threw for over 300 yards and three touchdowns. But on the other side, Trevor Lawrence, he just didn't look healthy. Not that he shouldn't have been out there. He made some of his normal throws, but he just wasn't himself in the pocket. At Like you said, he was gimping around. He wasn't able to move uh, like when he faced pressure a few times, and I – He just wasn't himself. Evan Engram found the end zone twice on 11 catches for 95 yards, so career day for him. Calvin Ridley in the absence of Christian Kirk because he was on the IR after last week's game. Only four catches. He had like a bunch of targets, like 10 or 12 targets or something like that. Just couldn't connect. It didn't seem like. Uh, Etienne was – he started off the season really strong, but he's just not getting that burst that he had in the first half of the year. So if the Jags want to have any sort of playoff success, they're going to have to try and figure out how to get him more involved or just get him going a lot sooner. But yeah, good for Cleveland. We need a Joe Flacco, Baltimore Ravens playoff game, Saturday night, wildcard weekend. That would be just pure storytelling.
2: Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. Trevor Lawrence should not have played this game. Um, High ankle sprain, just give him a week off to rest it. At least, at least least a week. We saw the Bengals play Joe Burrow possibly with an injury and, Look at him now, his season's over. Luckily, Jake Browning has stepped in and been incredible for him. But you have to take care of your quarterback. N- that should be your number one priority as Um, And like you said, Zach, Evan Engram, great game. I was hoping for more Ridley. But Trevor Lynch just looked off a couple bad throws, bad interceptions. Um, and the Browns, they were able to capitalize. Flacco turned back the clock, looked pretty elite out there. Massive game from Njoku. Um, six catches, 91 yards, two touchdowns. He played great. 389 yards of total offense for the Browns. And in his two starts this year, Flacco five hundred sixty-five yards and five touchdowns. Um, just he's got this Browns offense going. And probably, in my opinion, so far, it's looked better than the Deshaun Watson offense. Um, and at the start of the season they had Nick Chubb there. So Flacco has this offense coming. And just
1: note, I mean, this is a little off topic, but they we're starting both Monday Night Football games at the exact same time tomorrow.
0: It's perfect for me because I have Aaron Jones and Tajay Spears in fantasy. I need to know if, if Aaron Jones is playing because I'm fighting for my playoff life here.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I got it. I'm waiting on Aaron Jones as well, but I'm realizing now that I don't have a backup. I just kind of assumed he was playing.
0: but I thought he was too. Uh, I've seen multiple reports of him just probably go- being good to go, but who knows? I didn't think there was any chance he wasn't, but now that you say that, that doesn't make me feel good at all. But
1: uh, <laughs> Regardless, you move on here. Uh, Texans at Jets. Uh, only punts in the first half of this game classic big 10 football you love to see it what are we fist bumping for oh no punts oh yeah yeah <laughs> let's go punts but uh, um oh. CJ Stroud is in concussion protocol uh so that's a problem obviously it sucks to see it. it sucks to see it he's been so so good uh this season tough drive from CD there
0: <laughs> um, but <laughs>
1: but Zach Wilson played his ass off today against a defense that's been playing really, really good in the Texans. Uh, and he had a, the Jets had 30 points in the second half. That is just ridiculous for a team that has struggled to put up any points whatsoever. 30 points in the second half was phenomenal. Um, I'm not super su- surprised by the CJ Stroud struggles in this game. Just this Jets defense is so good. Maybe – I know the Browns defense has been crowned for, like, since like week five is best defense in the league, I don't think it's crazy to say that it might be the Jets. Um, they've been just shutting down teams. Uh, they shut down C.J. Stroud today for the most part, and yeah, this AFC playoff I right, so we got another seven and six team. Seems like every game we're going to be talking about today. We're going to have a seven and six team, but we got another one here in the Texans. And I don't know. Do we want to do a a quick? check-in of a, a prediction of which one of these seven and six teams, or how many are going to make it? There's, what, two of these seven and six teams? I'm going to say I'm going to say Broncos Broncos and Bills, maybe? I don't know. Who do the Bills be I don't know. Broncos, Texans. I'm going to say Broncos, Texans.
0: I, I think that's a solid prediction. Depends on what Jake Browning we see the Bengals have been really solid defensively the last few weeks and Jamar chase is Jamar chase. So we, we could see the Bengals really sneak in, but Buffalo, I don't like what I've seen from them. They've been really inconsistent on both sides of the ball. We'll get to what they did today later, but they don't feel like a seven and six team at times. They look way worse, but at other times Josh Allen is just being one of the best quarterbacks in the league and they look way better than seven and six, but I, I think Broncos and Texans are a safe bet. I don't have everybody's schedule out in front of me, but yeah, that was my problem too. I didn't want to just. Play. I know the Bills I, have
1: a tough one. I know that's all I. Know. Right. If I good. had
0: to guess, I think it's gonna. I don't think the Colts do it. Unfortunately, Steelers, their offense just sucks. I don't think so. Unless Cleveland just drops a few games, they'll probably stay in. Even though they're eight and five, uh, I think Broncos, Broncos and Texans are definitely the two I'd probably take as well. It's it's
2: tough. I I want to put the Texans in. Um I don't know if CJ Stroud will be out next week though. Um with the concussion. That's right. seems to be a big game. Um I'm I mean... leaning towards Broncos being in. Uh and then that last one's tough. It's between the Bills for me. I don't have the Bengals schedule, I guess. Maybe the Bengals are able to sneak in. Bill's got the Cowboys next week, so and the Dolphins in week seven, eighteen. So that's
0: Oh yeah, that's probably two L's right there.
2: I mean, you never know. Uh, Bengals still got Chiefs, Steelers, Browns. Uh, tough schedule. I'll go with Texans, Broncos. Clean sweep. Oh, you said Texans, Broncos, too. So, yeah, oh, I mean, you like, guys I all said that. Oh, I'll switch up then. I'll switch up then. Uh, Texans, <laughs> <from> Colts. <laughs> There you go. Not picking your own team there is crazy, but
1: yeah, for sure. I would have said my team first and then sat there and just stared at it and thought another (laughs) one. But yeah, I don't even like I don't know. I don't want to go too deep into this because we're gonna have weeks to talk about this. But let's see who do the Broncos got. Oh yeah. Oh never mind. Broncos Broncos are a good pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lions and then they got the Lions next week, which that at this point that's in Detroit. I would favor the Lions on that one. But then they got New England, Chargers,
0: Vegas. That's probably Ooh. three wins. That that could be three but wins, especially if Herbert's hurt. If right. yes, yeah, I keep forgetting about his injury. But
2: Texans yeah. got Titans twice, Browns, Colts. You got Titans twice. Yeah, next week though, but I don't like that game if CJ drops out.
0: Yeah, is I mean, it I like... Is it Davis, Davis Mills? Mills?
2: Yeah, oh, right. I forgot. And uh, possibly no. We'll get on.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Um, you guys ready to move on here? I don't think either of us talked
0: about Texans and Jets yet, but. Oh, oh yeah. On me. On me. Go ahead. Go ahead. So on the preview episode, I made a very bold claim saying that the Texans would hang 40 on the Jets. I could not have been more wrong. Uh, I'll own that. The Jets locked him down. This was easily CJ Stroud's worst start as a as a rookie. But that's saying a lot because he's been phenomenal this year. Coming into the game, he was on pace for over 5000 yards. He's been nothing short of spectacular in terms of uh, what a rookie is able to do. Now, on the Jets' side, Zach Wilson had the game that I think I expected C.J. Stroud to have. This was probably one of his best games he's had as a professional. This is the stat line that I expected to see out of Garrett Wilson this year on a game-by-game basis. Nine catches, 108 yards. Regardless of who's that quarterback, probably Aaron Rodgers. I would expect that every single game from him. But he showed up in a big way today. I was really impressed. Uh, Brees Hall even had eight catches for 86 yards and a touchdown. So glad to see that everyone in the offense was getting involved, especially former Packer Randall Cobb. So that was nice to see-ish. But, yeah, Texans, I'd I'd just throw this tape out. Face a really, really good defense. uh, And you'd maybe lose Stroud for a week because he uh, had that concussion. But he might come back next week or he might come back in four weeks. Who knows? Because the concussion rules are just fucked in this league. So
2: Yeah, it's hard to come back from one week if it is a concussion protocol. There hasn't been many people to beat it in one week. But early first half drives. Yeah, Purdy's one of them. Uh, Moelly Cox is one of them. There's Chris Olave oh, did. Yeah, Olave. There's a couple, but 11 first half drive, 11 first half punts, zero points. Um just stuff you love to see there. Uh Nico Collins sadly was hurt. So Texans down their top three weapons now. Tank Dell injured last week. Nico Collins and Dalton Schultz has been out um uh, the last couple of weeks. CJ Schild concussion, he didn't look good either. Um was on the ground for a while. Uh hopefully he I mean, just take a week off. Get right. You don't want to get that concussion even worse. We saw, um, sadly, with Hayden Hurst, what's going on with him. Hope he's okay. Um, but this Jets defense is just legit. They're top three, top five. Um, and we saw again that they shouldn't have benched Zach Wilson. Just let him fight through the struggles. He's still young. Um, and the other options just aren't good at all. Um, but great game for that defense. one of it. Uh, nice to see. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is still not coming back. All right, moving on here. Rams at Ravens.
1: This is an overtime thriller won by a punt return. I believe that's, what, the second time we've seen that this
2: season. We had it on yeah. the first Monday night game. Just... Egregious, illegal blocking the back on the punt return. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Wild, <laughs> but
2: whatever. <laughs> but maybe that's of... not a penalty anymore, though. I don't know. Maybe they got rid of blocking back. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot,
1: a, lot of, a lot of judgment calls. I don't want to get too deep into this, uh, but it feels like this year more than ever, it's been a lot of, what the fuck is a hold? Because sometimes it, they're like, oh, we'll call it every time it's a wrap. And then you'll see an edge rusher get completely wrapped around, no call. So it's it seems like, okay, we're just going to call like...
0: It feels very subjective, depending on the officiating crew. Yeah, it feels like they're just tossed like two or three random ones in there. Because there's holds
1: like every two plays, it seems like. So I mean I, mean, I you guess you can't get, do
0: that because then nothing would get done. You'd have five hour yeah. games.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can't. I know you can't call it every time, but there's some that's like, man, like bear hugs, like even like Hutch gets spin happy, so like he falls into that a lot. But at the same time, you spin, you still can't get wrapped. You get wrapped at the hole. Like whoever your left tackle is, just completely whole. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know who it I, don't was. Know, I don't know if it wasn't a bear, I, I'd say, Yeah, that's a penalty. But considering it was one of my guys, ah, he boxed them up,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. aged them.
0: <laughs> Regardless, I don't want to get too deep into this. I could
1: talk about this all day, but anyways, both uh, this Rams Ravens game, uh, both offenses played really, really well this game. They kept matching each other. It seemed like whenever one got a touchdown, the other one did. Whenever one got a field goal, the other one did. Whenever one punted, the other one did. It just happened basically all game led for a really, really good game. One of the most, probably the most entertaining game all day here. Uh, Neither team though showed up in OT. They matched each other with punts and it just happened to be that the Ravens got lucky. Like you said, Mike missed Paul in that block in the back. They got lucky and they uh, capitalized on it. It would have been a nice win for the Rams to get one here, uh, but they are just showing week after week how well coached they are and how good of a team they are. I mean, you can go back and look at, I don't know what number episode it is, whenever we covered the West, maybe three, two or three, I don't know. That sounds like three. episode
0: three, I believe. Yeah,
1: I think it was three. We went pretty in on the Rams, saying how this is one of the least talented teams in the NFC for sure, how the Cardinals could finish above them, and then all of a sudden, they're in the playoff race here, and their team didn't change too much. I mean, obviously, you get the resurgence resurg- uh, of Puka Nakua, which nobody could have predicted, but regardless, in Kyron Williams, but Regardless, how they're playing this year shows how well coached they are. Shout out to Sean McVay. Uh, I would love to see this team play in the playoffs. And we mentioned it last week. Lions, Matt Stafford. It's possible. <laughs> I don't really want that matchup, but it would it would be cool. That
0: would be awesome. That'd be great. But uh, on the Raven side, it feels like Keaton Mitchell is kind of taking over the backfield. I don't know if it was just the the pass happy game plan and they were just confident in his uh, receiving ability, but it seemed like he was out snapping Gus Edwards for a majority of the game. Lamar was a little inefficient in terms of completions and attempts, but he still amassed three hundred over three hundred yards and three touchdowns. Odell Beckham had that beautiful touchdown catch. I believe it was forty six yards. He was tracking the ball over his shoulders. It was it was phenomenal. It looked like Giants OBJ for a second there. It was great. But like you said on the on the Ram side, Josh. Um, They just they have firepower. They can keep up with almost any team. This Ravens defense has been really good. They got a lot of talent in a lot of places. Unfortunately, they lost Kyle Hamilton partway through the game and he's going to go get an MRI tomorrow. I believe I saw Shefty tweet, but even without him, they've got a lot of big names back there and a lot of talent. And this Rams offense just did not care. Stafford almost got 300 yards, three touchdowns. Kyron Williams, another 100-yard day on the ground with 20-plus carries. He continues to be an insane factor into this Rams offense, really helping out Matthew Stafford. And Cup and Puka almost getting 200 uh, total combined yards. No Tyler Higby, but Davis Allen took no time in finding the end zone. And... Yeah, this Rams team could be really, really scary if they end up getting the sixth seed and face the Eagles, maybe, if they keep falling the way that they are. But, or the Lions with uh, how their defense is. But I feel like that'd be a really good game for multiple reasons, like you said, Josh. But yeah, Ravens, they keep fighting for that number one seed in the AFC. And Rams, they prove that they can score and make themselves known in the NFC wildcard race.
2: Yeah, I hope Kyle Hamilton's all right to start this off Um... Ravens just ACL injuries just stick with that team this is a knee injury so hopefully it's not that uh, great game offensively for both teams Lamar 316 passing yards Stafford th- 294 passing yards each. both of them had three touchdown passes um, Stafford he's been notoriously very bad in rain games 1-5 uh, in five, 10 t- touchdowns 12 interceptions only 56% completion but really escaped that today he played very good um, Lamar Great final drive in regulation. Found a flowers for a touchdown and also the two-point conversion. Stafford matched him. Got the field goal to force overtime. Uh, Ravens, this was the first time they had trailed after three quarters all season. So, just, they've been dominating the top three quarters. Got to finish the game. Uh, it's been their struggle for, I feel like, a couple years now. Um, I had touched on the block in the back. Uh, egregious block in the back and the kick return. Um, was electric. Big win for the Ravens. They're fighting for that top seed in the AFC uh, with the Dolphins at this point, um, and for the Rams, they're still in the playoff line. And they're going to easily sneak in the playoffs, in my opinion. If you look at their schedule, next three games are very winnable for them. Commies, Saints, and uh, what was the last one? Commies, Saints, Giants. Those are their next uh, three games. Yeah. So those are three games they should win and at by week 18 kind of be in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. big win for the Ravens, I guess.
1: All right, moving on here. What just happened? Was that a fumble recovery touchdown? Yeah, fumble
2: Jalen six. Carter fumble starts.
1: I saw he returned it. Ha- Who fumbled? I- Dak. Dak fumbled.
2: Oh, Dak that. fumbled. Ooh, oh, yeah, just completely lost the there.
1: All right. Um, moving on here. Vikings at Raiders. The four o'clock slate. This game was zero zero until just after the two minute warning. I was obviously not rooting for the Vikings to win this game, uh, just for NFC North purposes. <laughs> But so, so badly did I want that 0 tie. That would have just been something. Or at least just going to OT would have been cool. Uh, but 0 just after the two-minute warning before the Vikings kicked their lone field goal for the lone points of this game. Every Raiders drive ended in punts, uh, except for they did have three turnovers uh, in this game, which explains why they had zero points. <laughs> um, but they didn't miss any field goals uh, because they didn't take any. But Dobbs, late in this game, gets benched for Mullins, who ends up having the game-winning drive, I guess, if you want to call it that, uh, for that field goal late in the game to make it 3-0. He gets benched. He also gave Justin Jefferson literally the definition of a hospital ball, uh, as they call it in the business. I th- I think the hospital uh, – Jefferson going to the hospital was just for precautionary reasons. I don't think it was.
0: Like- it was a chest injury, so, yeah, they kind of yeah, have yeah. to. Yeah, but re-
1: regardless, that was just. Horrible. You hate to see it. And Justin Jefferson's first game back, um, he gets hurt in a ball that was really just not his fault. It was completely on Dobbs. And I don't know if maybe that plays into the reason why he gets benched late in this game. It's hard. I. It's hard not to be like, okay, yeah, this guy came in. Nobody really has a big connection to him. We get our best receiver back. And then he puts him in a spot where he's absolutely fucked and hurts our best player. It's hard not to be like, yeah, okay, bro, and get, have a little spite towards them. So maybe that wasn't the decision, or maybe it's the fact that they had zero points. Uh, but the Vikings didn't look good at all in this game. I don't want to give them any praise. Their defense played good, but the Raiders' offense isn't really good. We've seen that. Um, I will give praise, though, to the Raiders' defense. They've been playing super, super well ever since McDaniels got fired. Uh, so shout out to them. This Vikings' offense hasn't been great either, but they did shut them down. But, yeah, overall, just a ugly win for the vikings but regardless they're two games out of the first in the north now
0: if you're looking at strictly box score you would have thought this game was played in a monsoon or some sort of blizzard with the 17 total punts that we saw in this game or i didn't see i didn't want to watch that shit but there were 17 total punts nine by the vikings eight by the raiders um like you said nick mullins came in uh in relief for dobbs There was really no run game coming in for the Raiders, but Madison did get like six and a half yards of carry uh, for the Vikings. Uh, Like you said, Jefferson left early with that injury. Hawkinson really didn't have that great of a game while he was gone, but part of that could have been due to Nick Mullins just not having the connection with him that Dobbs did while Jefferson was out. This is the second straight week that the Vikings offense has looked really, really, really bad against teams that you might not think are just going to stuff you on defense the Raiders and Bears are not known for having a stifling defense this entire year but they're holding the Vikings to a total of 13 points over the last two games which is not a good look at all but for the Vikings they get a win no matter how ugly it is it's kind of just survive in advance at this point because if you're fighting for a wild card spot you get into the playoffs you get Jefferson healthy if he even wants to come back and play with Dobbs who knows but you get healthy you just hope Flores gets some stuff cooked up for a potentially juicy um, first round matchup against the two seed or th- three seed, probably in the NFC, and maybe you come out with a win, make some noise.
2: Yeah, this game made my eyes for a little bit, but I loved it again. Another low scoring game. Um, it was the first time since October of 1988 that two games were scoreless at F. I'm on the same day, so and that's that's just football, baby. Um, this game was scoreless, the the fourth. <laughs> yeah, this game was scoreless. Uh, for the entering the fourth quarter for the first time since week 17 of 2017. Uh that game was Cowboys Eagles. So that game's going on right now. It's not 0-0, so that will not happen again. Um lowest scoring NFL game in 16 years. Um it's been a long time. I was a 2-0 game would have been a lot cooler, but I'll take 3-0 anytime I can oh, get it. Electric. <laughs> um the Raiders uh seems like their honeymoon era in this interim from AP just isn't going as planned anymore they're struggling uh it's supposed to be a players-led team uh doesn't really seem like it's going great uh Devontae Adams I think left the locker room early before any media could even get in he seems to be pretty pissed off and this team's just not playing great at this point Josh Jacobs got hurt knee injury that's um hopefully he can be okay to come back next week he wasn't playing great um but yeah Vikings you got to find ways to win games and they did three nothing it's a one score game they're been pretty good at one score games under Kevin O'Connell and they get it done again uh, and that was just the definition of a hospital ball and it was a hospital ball he went to the hospital so hopefully Jefferson's okay and doesn't miss any more time it it'll be it'll be interesting to see um big win for the Vikings so all right moving on here to another game with a monster
1: injury Broncos at Chargers Justin Herbert gets hurt in the first half uh I don't what was it? Was it a fret? Was it like an index finger fracture? It was. His, he was fractured
0: that... his right index finger.
1: Okay. Yeah. So obviously, for a right right-handed quarterback, very very important. Thank you for showing us the the graphics <laughs> there. Mike. Is that what
0: it looks like? That's, that's that. crazy. Right index. That finger. is what
1: we, that's what we call an index <laughs> finger in the in the game. But regardless, yeah, you want to show us how it would affect affect the thrower? Or... See when I you have know, a, when it, you have a football,
0: it, it like you grab it on the side <laughs> like this. <laughs>
1: Yeah, All right. Thank you guys for that. Um, Chargers essentially are eliminated now. Thank God. Let's go. Bless up. Fuck the Chargers. Um, Happy (laughs) to see that we're not going to have to watch them blow another giant lead in the playoffs. Uh, They're kind of just really not worth picking up a spot on Super Bowl Card Weekend. Um, Hopefully Staley will be out. I'm tired of seeing his face on the sidelines. Uh, Even if it is ends up being Ben Johnson, I would at least like to see what it what Ben Johnson's offense could do in L.A. I think it would be great to watch. A lot of fun targets on that offense. A great quarterback in Justin Herbert. I think they could do some real special things. Uh, But to get back to this game, uh, Broncos get a huge divisional win. We talked about it earlier in this pod. They're in that seven and six cluster of teams in the AFC now. And they have maybe the best shot to get in the playoffs out of their group. They have a really easy schedule going forward. If they can manage to go get a win in Detroit on Saturday night next week, that will put them in a position where it's hard to imagine that they don't make the playoffs. Uh, their defense was playing well in the short time that Herbert was in the game, and they obviously played really, really well when Easton Stick was in the game. But overall, Sean Payton has completely turned this team around, and could you imagine if you told us week six that the Broncos were going to be a playoff favorite in week Not 14? even then.
0: After they gave up 70, if you would have told us that. Yeah.
1: Just insane. And look it up. There was a lot. I mean, how the Jets much... game. Exactly how much talk was there about Sean Payton and Russell Wilson oh my God. and it has gone radio silent no one says a word about it and they're playing really good football and i'm rooting for them because i like Sean Payton i don't really have an opinion on Russ but i'm rooting for a, a giant midseason comeback whenever i can so uh, and i'm rooting for anybody who plays the chargers wow
0: well I didn't know this until, like, looking it up not even, like, 15 minutes ago. The Broncos are one game behind Kansas City for the AFC West, which is wow. absurd to think about. That's just split crazy. Them, right? Yeah, they split. I believe, yeah, the Broncos won the one on uh, – I think they won the Sunday one. The Chiefs won the Thursday Night Football one, unless they played both times on Thursday, but – Either way, Russ looked pretty solid. Javante Williams was also really solid on the ground. Cortland Sutton, another phenomenal catch. He seems to do at least one or two of these every week. So he's going to have a hell of an end of season highlight reel. Uh, Easton Stick, he had a crazy throw to Quentin Johnson as well. And obviously Quentin Johnson was able to haul it in because he wasn't using his hands. He used his chest. So he's never beating the the hands cat the lack of hands catching allegations anytime soon. Austin Eckler actually found a decent bit of daylight in the run game. He averaged uh, just over five yards a carry, found the end zone as well, but he also caught five passes for forty nine yards to bring his total to exactly one hundred yards on the day on fifteen touches. So Eckler, I don't know what to feel about him anymore. I feel like uh, I, I saw this one TikTok saying that P- the fantasy football players are kind of ruining. Our perspective on like fantasy running backs or just running backs in the NFL because of fantasy and Eckler is a prime example of that. If you just take out all the fantasy football, he's a five ten wide receiver who lines up in the backfield. That that's honestly exactly what he is. He's not an outstanding runner. His, the bulk of his highlights are just crazy, like run after catch out of the backfield or even just next to the tackle in the slot, if you want to call it that. But he's he's nothing special. So. We're talking about you're talking about Eckler. Eckler, yeah, he is built like a linebacker, though. And in
1: his great seasons, like last year, he was breaking tackles and yeah, but he's doing the hard line, guy to
0: bring down. Well, yeah, because he's just so low to the ground. He's got broad shoulders. Like he's <laughs> low to the ground. It's a funny I way mean... to call someone short. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Keenan Allen. He was uh, he wasn't quiet today. He just didn't have a. Any crazy like impactful uh, plays, but yeah, Chargers, we hate you. Um, All due respect, and your seven fans out there, including that one planted one from that Sunday night game a month or so ago. But
2: (laughs) yeah, Um, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Just a big game from the. I don't hate the Chargers, by the way. I actually really like the Chargers. I just absolutely (laughs) hate Brandon Staley at this point. Um, Staley (laughs) is. Staley, I just I can't get behind it. Um Herbert, sad injury to the finger. Uh could be season ending. Easton stick is their backup, not the hockey stick. Uh it's actually his name, Easton Stick. Um, uh just the Chargers that need to fire Staley. Herbert was sacked four times in the game while he was playing, hit six times. This Broncos pass rush continues to heat up. Their secondary has already been playing very good football recently. Um Broncos, they're they're kind of – they're one of the scariest teams to play right now. Um, if Russell Wilson can just uh, limit the turnovers, uh, continue to just get touchdowns, score points, uh, Javante Williams finally found the end zone. It had been since, like, December of 2021 or something ridiculous. It's been a long time. Um, but only a game back from the Chiefs. Call me crazy, but they could win this divisions with the way – they're playing a lot better football than the Chiefs right now. Um, and for the Chargers, last thing, just nice to see Quentin Johnson. Three catches, 91 yards. He gets a lot of hate, but just got to continue to put your head down and grind and play football. All right. Moving on here, then.
1: Okay, so we'll stick with the AFC West here and move on to Bills and Chiefs. Uh, I just want to start off with we got this notification as we're recording here. Uh, After the game, uh, Patrick Mahomes went up to Josh Allen for the regular uh, quarterback-to-quarterback handshake. And... Patrick Mahomes said to Josh Allen before didn't say anything else to him when they hugged said oddest fucking call I've ever seen offensive offsides on that play, man, fucking terrible. And Josh Allen was just like, (laughs) me, (laughs) he he like didn't even know what to say. He couldn't believe it, but that was some sore loser shit. Uh, Kind of a bad look for Mahomes. i wouldn't be shocked to hear him apologize for that though. It's kind of out of pocket for that. But um, in this game, neither of those two quarterbacks really looked amazing. Um, Josh Allen had one throw where he was, like, falling back onto the sidelines and recovered and made a throw. to I don't even remember who it Latavius was. Latavius Murray. Yeah, Latavius Murray. It was That was one of the best throws I've seen all year. I saw it live. I was like, Jesus Christ, that was crazy, bro. It looked like when uh, an NBA player, like, saves a ball and falls out of bounds. Like, it was crazy. That was a great throw by him. Uh, it was a solid game overall. It's sad that it came down to the controversy, um, as we said.
2: No as, Definitely as, not yeah, a controversy. Not, not really
1: controversy, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Um, what I was just talking about with the Mahomes thing, Kadarius Tony lined up offsides, was way offsides. He was like in front of the center almost. Um, And it just happened to be on the play where Travis Kelsey makes an insane lateral uh, to Kadarius Toney, and he takes it to the house, which would have uh, taken the lead for them uh, late in that game. So uh, it sucks that everyone's just talking about that one play. Uh, it would have been cool to see that be a, a, a successful play because it was just so sick. It was just a dope play. We've seen Kelsey do that time and time again. He loves throwing that lateral. uh, And honestly, I don't know why more teams don't do it. It seems like whenever he does it, it usually works for him. Um, But regardless, it's a monster road win for Buffalo when they needed it. Uh, We said earlier this week it sucks for the Bills that this game was a must-win for them going into Arrowhead. It's tough to have that game be your must-win. But they went in there, and they got the win, and they're in that six-team cluster of seven and six teams now in the AFC.
0: Yeah, you mentioned that sideline throw for Josh Allen. There was another throw where he was just flat-footed sitting in the pocket and just wrist-flicked it like 30-plus yards to his right to, I think it was Shakir maybe, but that was a phenomenal throw as well. Just got him right on the money and moved the chains. Uh, I wish the Bills got James Cook a little bit more involved in the run game. He clearly had an eye for open space. He got that wide-open touchdown uh, in the first quarter. He was their leading receiver, actually, with five catches for 83 yards, found the end zone, but only 10 carries on the ground. I, I'm a big James Cook guy. I feel like he has a lot to offer to really any offense and a really solid compliment to Josh Allen. So I think they, given the nature of the game, I understand why you throw the ball 40 plus times with your best player and one of the best quarterbacks on the planet. But I feel like James Cook could definitely be a little bit more involved and you could have a lot of success with him. On the other side, yeah, it was it was easily offsides on Kadarius Toney. It no question about it. Classless move by Mahomes complaining to the other team's quarterback, like he had an impact on that call. So I don't know. Josh Allen's face and that is just so funny. <laughs> he was just like, all right. <laughs> Congrats, bud. But uh, it seemed like Mahomes and Kelsey seemed like they were getting back on the same page compared to last week. Uh two more catches compared to last week. Uh six catches for 83 yards this week. Uh Clyde Edwards helaire and Jerick McKinnon combined for just over 50 yards in relief of Isaiah, Isaiah Pacheco, who was thrown on the IR after an injury. So uh unfortunately the grass will live to see another day in every single stadium the Chiefs play on the rest of the year because he runs so angry but i'm still curious as what von miller's issue is uh, the arrest thing aside uh, more so injury yeah, wise more so injury wise because he's only coming in on like random second or third downs he's just big money player is it re- is the injury really just lingering that bad or is he just I don't know. He's a $20 million guy. He sounded like a hundred year, yeah, no. a five year, $100 million contract. I mean, you would hope that you could have that guy out there for a lot more than just like, I don't know, 15 snaps a game. But I don't know. If it's an injury, then I guess I can understand. But I wish he would just get healthy so we can really see how good this Bills defense can be despite all those injuries that they've accumulated throughout the year. Uh, they came up with a couple clutch takeaways, one of which being that uh, I think it was Teron Johnson just ripping it from Rasheed Rice. Uh, that was really impressive because he was just grabbing him from behind, pause, and just somehow ripped it out. But yeah, Bills made enough plays to win the game, and Mahomes stopped being a crybaby ass bitch. I, that's all I gotta say. Yeah, oh. I'll talk
2: about the. <laughs> I'll talk about the Bills real quick. Um, <laughs> uh they did what they had to do. They won the game. Um, I don't know what pregame speech or what. Sean McDermott did to get this team going. Um, must have done something I right. I was going
0: to say, are we going to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> had to be Boston Marathon. Had to be. <laughs> yeah, I, don't,
2: I don't know. He did. <laughs> they, they had teamwork in this game. Uh, their defense helped them win. Their offense helped them win. Uh, good job. Run game wasn't necessarily there. Diggs was off. They didn't really have that connection going. But you win football games, and that's all that matters. Um, and now just to the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, cool play. Yeah. Um, saying the refs robbed them of greatness. The refs didn't rob anybody of greatness. Kadarius Tony did lining up offsides. Um, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter, RG3 specifically, just loves to chime in on stuff like this. Uh, talk about how they should be warned. They have to be warned that they're offsides in order for the flag to be thrown. Um, they don't need to be warned. There's no warning is required, especially if they are lined up. And this is from like the main ref guy. He said, No warning is required, especially if they are lined so far off sides that they're actually blocking the view of the ball. So (laughs) no warning is required. Um, Mahomes, this is just absolutely – I've always liked the Chiefs. I've always been a big fan of Andy Reid. I was a fan of Mahomes when he was younger. Um, But they're just becoming a hard team to kind of just – I don't know. Um, Brittany Mahomes, after the game, posts the ref and says, MVP, like just shut up, man. Shut up. I didn't see that. Do you remember week one of the NFL season when the Chiefs the entire game had Jawan Taylor basically lining up in the backfield and fall start every I single play? I know you I remember. remember it. It. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> um, where was this outrage then? Where did, did she post MVP of the game for them then? No. This is just ridiculous. This is classless. Mahomes, what are you doing, man? And doubling down in the post game. Um, Just This just irks me when stuff like this happens. Um, you can blame the refs if there's an actual reason to blame the refs or if they throw a flag like the Saints going to the Super Bowl. You oh can be God, yeah, legitimately that. pissed off at stuff like that or phantom flags like in just to mention earlier in the Colts Browns game this season. But this was an offside like you can't deny that he was lined up offside. It's literally textbook. <laughs> He's literally standing in front of the football. And to be this mad and this I don't know, that just pisses me off. I'm so happy the Bills won. Um, they're fine for a playoff spot, and I shouldn't be considering yeah, they might take the spot from the Colts. But
1: yeah, <laughs> I mean, Brittany Mahomes didn't post MVP Week One because they don't give MVP to the losing team, mm. so I would assume that's why she didn't do that. <laughs> but regardless, um, yeah, I mean, there's what are we doing? You're the you're the they chief. have a Super I was... Bowl
2: off of a ref call. They literally yeah. won the Super Bowl last year off of a ref call.
0: I, yeah. I still think that was kind of the correct call for this. Been... I agree. I do think it was the game, correct though. call too, but it could have been called for
1: sure. And I'll say just about the whole like warning thing.
0: I understand
1: why you're mad that you didn't get a warning because they do give warnings, but they shouldn't be giving any warnings
0: ever. The they fact never that they give warnings. Is I don't think they ever give warnings. I think they, they do. the receivers look they to warnings. the side and they give the thumbs up saying like, hey, am I good? And they'll just be, they'll give that's them a quick the nod. And then they it happened. reset it, themselves. Yeah, that's, or... a, that's a warning. That happened like, recently, didn't it? Did it not? Like last. I have no idea, happened, but I know the refs was, don't just straight up someone, um, say like, "Hey, nineteen, you're off." Like you have to yeah, look and make set, sure yeah. you're good. What
1: game was that? I can't even remember. I remember that being a problem though. I I can't. I can't. Remember. But might have been. Yeah, Jesus. there
0: should be. <laughs> it kind of feels like it was for some reason.
1: Maybe I don't know.
0: They've had a lot Whatever. of line of scrimmage issues this year.
1: Yeah, the Chiefs have gotten plenty of help in the past. Um, no, I don't think anyone feels bad for the Chiefs. The only part that sucks is we didn't get to have that Kelsey play count because it was a great. Oh, play. That would, but that is saying like they a, robbed them. Of, yeah,
0: they weren't robbed of a historic play, but it definitely was going to be a historic play, one of the craziest of all time. Yeah, easily robbed. But robbed of greatness is a bit. Dramatic. Robbed is incorrect. <laughs> there was no robbery. You you got your card got uh, denied at the. Dunkin' donuts counter you didn't and what i don't know like once again yeah, it's no a robbery. F- familiar familiar
2: suspect too
0: <laughs> for losing these games for them tone, just... i don't know how he's still on the team
2: i mean he had the punt <laughs> return to basically win him the super bowl so yeah
0: but like after yeah. that drop that went right into branch's hands for the pick six in week one i he's got to be close to like four million drops this year right and he then, had a
1: couple drops in that game too they could have won it
0: yeah exactly but
1: Brandon, though this should have been fucking first in '85 with all those false starts, but <laughs> regardless, we'll we we'll move on. Did, you, did about you guys one rest. more
0: thing?
2: Did you guys oh, see God. the the pregame? Uh, Taylor Swift walking in the tunnel like she's like a player on the team or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 I and did the not Bills, see that. The Bills team is just like standing right there, and she just stares.
0: Yeah. Doing like a Conor McGregor kind of walk into yeah. the locker room,
1: too. and then uh, <laughs> Tony Romo accidentally called her Travis's wife during the game. Oh, yeah, I saw I heard that. that. Drew is like, do you know something that we don't know? I was like, oh, <laughs> t- tough luck. <look."> but <laughs> uh last game of the day here for us. Seahawks at 49ers. Uh Drew Locke started this game and place some Geno Smith, and he played surprisingly pretty well and kept Seattle in this game for a little bit. Uh, but at the end of the day, we're gonna just keep coming on here and saying this. San Francisco, their playmakers just make plays every single game. They have Debo Samuel, who is definitely a top 20 receiver in the NFL. Mm. And he played phenomenal today. Uh, I'll touch on him a little bit later when we talk about studs and duds. But um, McCaffrey, just a freak, man. Week in and week out. Uh, In the few weeks we've been doing the studs and duds, we haven't even talked about him. And I think it just becomes – it's just normal for him. Like, over 100 yards rushing, dominance throughout is just normal for him. He only had one catch today, which was surprising, but – Uh, Purdy was showing the love to uh, IU and Debo and Kittle, so that's not that shocking. But Drew Locke, like I said, he played pretty decent. If he didn't throw those picks, uh, Seattle has a real chance to win this game, uh, in San Francisco, which is huge for them. If Geno Smith plays, maybe they have a chance, maybe it goes the same way. I don't know if Geno throws two picks, we there's no way to know that, but regardless, I would say this is overall a maybe a moral win for. for, For Seattle, maybe there's there's no moral wins when you're trying to compete for a playoff spot and you've lost four straight. But um, at the end of the day, you had your backup quarterback in and you gave one of the best teams in the league a run for their money. And DK just doing whiny DK stuff, man, he's a hard, he's another guy. It's just, he's tough to root
0: for. Well, I mean, yeah, there's not really moral victories in the NFL. I guess you can say that this one kind of was considering that San Francisco has been blowing out, uh, Dallas and Philly this year by a combined, I think, 55 points. But and only losing by two scores to a powerhouse like San Francisco, I guess you can take that to the next week and say, oh, we were actually pretty solid. But like you said, Josh DK, a little whiny, but still a really good receiver, only two catches for 52 yards and found uh, the end zone. Did his whole little sign language thing, stand on business, like whatever he wants. Uh, I would really like to see what the inside of the locker room is like with this whole Charbonnet Kenneth Walker uh split. They're both really talented backs, but I feel like Kenneth Walker's easily your better back out of the two. I would like to see him get a lot more snaps, even though he was, is working his way back from injury. I, I just like him a lot more than Charbonnet, at least at this point in their careers. I feel like you got to keep rocking with K9 a lot more, but on the San Francisco side, yeah, CMC. I know you said that we don't take him for studs and duds. I try and focus on guys who aren't like bonafide, like superstars for that kind of like give the guys who are in the shadow a little bit, a little bit more shine uh but yeah Christian McCaffrey is a week in a week out superstar who is just phenomenal has done nothing but benefit from this uh Shanahan system and was phenomenal before he even came into this system he's a super talented guy came from a long lineage of athletes both his mom and dad were super talented in college and his dad in the NFL but Debo Samuel phenomenal day uh yeah, that, that's all I got about him. Ayuk, another phenomenal day. He's been really, really good this year, really coming into his own. And Brock Purdy, yet another phenomenal performance, over 360 yards, two touchdowns. He's slowly working his way into that MVP conversation. I think Tyreek personally should win it because he's just he's about to break 2,000 receiving yards this year, so I really like him. And Dak's probably num- my number two. But number three, I think you can argue Brock Purdy's in there for number three as well.
2: Uh, he's definitely in there. I don't know, uh, to touch on the DK Metcalf talking about his sign language thing, uh, did you guys see post-game uh, I did. 49ers long snap. Yeah. He, he he posted in sign language. He said 14 fucked around and found out. That's hard. That's, that's um, so hard. <laughs> that is hard. Uh, DK Metcalf bodied today. Not a good it's funny. One. It's
1: funny to imagine him in the locker room after like trying to learn it.
2: It's <laughs> been <laughs> like
1: 35 remember, minutes he's... just like, He keeps having to put his – he records it and then has to put his phone back down to look it up again just to make
2: sure he's got it okay. (laughs) Yeah. um, This this Seahawks team, they're just – they're in a rough spot now. Six and seven. Geno Smith hurt. Drew Locke, he's – he didn't play great. He's just not that good of a quarterback in my opinion. He had 269 yards, had two touchdowns, but this offense – I guess not much you're going to do against this 49ers defense that's been playing great recently. Jamal Adams cooked today again. Uh, Gina, Debo Samuel dominated him. Um, I'm another guy that's hard to root for Jamal Adams at this point in his career. I'm very glad that he got cooked today. Um, going after reporters' wives is just ridiculous. I don't even know how that's even like doubling and tripling low. down. to, <laughs> And then, yeah, tripling down saying when people go low, I go lower. That's not a flex dog. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> But that's not a flag. I guess, I guess you can kind of say, say he's he does... he standing on business. <laughs> I was about to say that. Kind a he little bit. On business, but, like, dude, at least do <laughs> at, at least, <laughs> I don't, he shouldn't go after the reporter, but at least go after the reporter. Yeah, yeah. You're going after his wife. Wife is ridiculous. crazy. Wife is crazy. But... <laughs> that's just ridiculous, but pretty great. He's never been him. known as a good guy. I was, not... <laughs> I was yeah, never he was known for. Not known as a great guy at this point. Um. And I was rooting for him because he was coming back from the injury. He got hurt right away again, And then he assaulted the concussion guy too. So,
1: <laughs> oh, I forgot about that—the <laughs> unaffiliated neuro, whatever.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I, I concussion forgot about guy that. actually trying to do his job. Um, but yeah, Purdy, he's look. You he look great again. He has had great touch on the deep balls today. Three hundred sixty-eight passing yards. Um, deep Sami. <laughs> Sorry, uh, big game from Debo Samuel. Seven he catches, says... 149 yards, two total touchdowns. Um, just happy this 49ers team has looked great. Um, they're my Super Bowl pick at this point. They there's really no holes in this team. So, it's just a great win.
1: They're definitely my Super Bowl pick as well. But 100% um, mine as well. We'll move on here. Uh, finish up the episode, as always, with studs and duds. Zach, you said you wanted to get us started
0: with this one. Yes, I would. So my stud of the week is the Bears defense, but more specifically Jaquan Brisker. He wrapped up racked up 17 tackles and one pass deflection today, and that was the most tackles by a Bears defensive back since 1960. So I think that's definitely worth mentioning. And the Bears defense held the Lions offense to only 13 points, and they played all 60 minutes this time. So I think that's definitely something to applaud. Um, my dud of the week from the same game, kind of just taking my little victory lap because I won't get many of them. Um, I'm on Ross St. Brown, only three catches for 20 yards. And he had a drop on the final drive on a third and long. It hit him square in the chest. So, yeah, that's my stud and dud of the week. He'll be
1: on the jug machine, probably catch 400 balls tonight. <laughs> but uh, that's not something you see out of him ever, really. But my studs and duds, I got a couple studs here uh i'll start off with i've just been doing one but i got a couple this week so i got drake london Uh, he was fantastic today 10 catches on 11 targets 172 yards didn't get in the end zone but maybe his best game uh as a pro he was phenomenal today too bad they couldn't get the win uh but he showed why he was drafted as high as he was last year and then my main stud here a definite top 20 receiver debo samuel uh, I don't know how you can argue any different. We will talk about it on next episode when Zach gives us his list of 20 receivers better. Than I could Ego rip it Samuel. out now, honestly. I mean, we let, let's let let's save it. We got a long episode here. Let's save it. So we got so
0: we our previews are usually shorter anyway. So
1: we'll we'll save it because I'm sure we'll be talking yeah, we about that. For... We got all
0: 16 games next week. So if you want to do it now, you can. And we're going to do uh, probably the in-season tournament as well
1: yeah that is true if you want to do it now you can but let me just say we'll 161 let, yeah, yards i will let you
0: guys rip off yours real quick
1: hold on where is it oh, 149 yards sorry seven catches got in the end zone he's phenomenal one of the best uh gadget receivers in the league he's the the best the yak receiver outside of maybe Tyreek kill in the league no one can break tackles and run after the catch like debo samuel can not a single receiver in the nfl can and then for my dud I am going to go with Jordan Addison. Uh, Jefferson got hurt this week, and he needed to step up for this Vikings offense, and he just couldn't. He had two catches on three targets for 27 yards, and he has been crowned as been really, really good in the absence of Justin Jefferson. He has had some good games, but he's been pretty poor uh, the past five, six weeks. His last five games, he has five catches, 52 yards, four catches, 69 yards, three catches, 44 yards, six catches, 39 yards and then two catches, 27 today, and zero touchdowns in those five games. So uh, he's kind of had a quiet fall-off that no one really has talked about. Uh, So I just wanted to point that out. He has not been really good at all.
2: Yeah, you stole my start of the week, Debo, but I have a couple. Um, Evan Engram, shout-out honorable mention. He was great this week. 11 catches, 95 yards, two touchdowns. But I'll go with the tight end that lined up across from him. He might have had worse stats, but his team got the W in the end. David Njoku. Six catches, 91 yards, two touchdowns. Maybe I give it to Joe Flacco for, again, looking elite. Um, And then honorable mention to Brandon Aubrey. Uh, this game's not over, but, I mean, he can kick from basically anywhere on the football field at this point. I don't know if he'd miss. Um, my duds of the week, honorable mention, Joanne Howard for assaulting one of his members of his coaching staff. Uh, But my dud of the week is Patrick Mahomes for just being a bitch. So my dud of the week.
1: All right. Phenomenal. Do we want to
0: do we want to do this now or do we want to save it for next episode? I would love to rip this off now. All right. Go ahead, then. All right. So basically, uh, earlier in the episode, I made a claim that I think there are 20 receivers that I'd take over Debo. And I came up with a list of, I believe, 22 guys, but they fall into two tiers. Tier one is no, guys man. that I would I would 20. take 100 100 percent over Debo. And then there's another tier underneath that it's like, all right, you could probably argue Debo. Stand on business, that. stand on business. Yeah. you so, have 20
2: receivers rather than Debo. Maybe. And going
0: going through it, I might have been a little little excessive. 15, I think that's definitely possible. Go ahead. I'm going Tyreek, CeeDee Lamb, AJ Brown, Keaton Allen, Mike Evans, Stephon Diggs, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, i Ross St. Brown, DJ Moore, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, did I say DK already? Come on, bro. We're gonna, we're gonna do this i DK, love i you
1: we're not we're not gonna do I, this
2: I like I, IU, love IU's DK has, what, I love iucking i love his what has dk running. done this year what has dk done this year he's one game
0: i feel like you can say that for uh Debo as well
2: that's just not true that's a wild tame
0: <laughs> i feel like dk's been pretty solid
1: given no he's not what he's this gotten. is why i wanted to do this is why i wanted to do this next episode because i feel like we could talk about this for a while
0: but <laughs> for- <laughs> And then in my maybes section, I've got Mike Williams, Devonta Smith, Terry McLaurin, oh, T Higgins, Sutton, Mike, Mike Williams. Williams. Why are we hating come on Mike Williams, Williams so much? Over He's a stud. Why are we hating on Mike Williams so much? Go after it. Go after it. That's definitely, that's definitely, that is I definitely recent. Like and he then I got Evo, Corlin it? Sutton, T Higgins, Jalen <laughs> Waddell, Williams, and Amari Cooper. Stop it. Get out of here, bro. Get out of He's here. He's a maybe. He's a maybe. No, he's a no, bro. <laughs> I think there's yeah, I easily f- 15 guys within that group of 22 or 23 I named. I mean, I'd I'd have to go the through... big gripes that you guys have.
2: Well, I mean, like, can I'll just. you, I'm can not you repeat that last group again? A- After I'm not even Mike Williams. Touch a maybe.
0: After Mike Williams, Devonta Smith, Scary Terry, T. Higgins, Cortland Sutton, Jalen Waddle, and Amari Cooper. The only one I'll I'm give you there maybe,
1: maybe is Waddle. Maybe I'd
2: Waddle. say maybe Amari Cooper. That's
0: it. Yeah. I feel like my like three favorites out of the maybes is Terry Waddle and Cooper.
2: Terry, bro,
1: what? Yeah, I'm like on Terry McLaurin. Steve, I have an astounding no for almost everybody in that maybe list. Oh, I never said. I never, said, I never said
0: Puka matter. as well.
1: Okay, come on, bro. I'd I take Puka, Puka over Debo right p- now.
0: P- I yeah, take Puka over Debo. Right
2: maybe now. he's had better. That's I'm not even talking this season, just talking game straight game. up talent-wise
0: and what I've seen in their game. I, I like Puka a little talent bit. Talent-wise. Talent-wise. There's a not good. a receiver outside of Tyreek Hill on that list that can do what Debo can do. Not a single that, one. That that has nothing to do with it.
2: You t- <laughs> Tyreek,
0: Tyreek? Can't, Tyreek can't do what Debo does. Tyreek isn't getting handoffs, and he doesn't have the contact balance that Debo does. I'm, but I'm uh, Debo about, also doesn't have period. like the hands that a lot of these guys on this list has or the route running. I swear people just don't talk about Debo's route running your hands
1: or talk about it like it's not still good just because oh, no, they're definitely the good. It's
0: just he's not like I wouldn't put him on par with Tyreek CD, AJ Brown, DJ Moore, Jamar Chase, like Justin Jefferson. There's a lot of guys that I'd easily take the route running over Debo Say that back end of the the non maybes again. Uh, I went like out of order, but I had of the guys that I mentioned, it was like Ayuk, DJ Moore. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, I think I said Jamar Chase late. Mike Evans, see, I'm I am I mean,
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna be biased, DJ but Michael I have time. I have Debo and Amon Rod dead, dead the same. And honestly, I think I might have Debo ahead of him. Wow, and I definitely have Debo over DJ Moore, I definitely have Debo over Mike Evans.
0: I feel like Mike DJ Evans. and Debo are not the exact same receiver, but their builds are so similar. Like, they're bigger guys who just don't go down. They break I a mean, crazy I... number of tackles. They bounce off. They got great contact balance. It's. I'll give you impressive. that, but
1: I think the argument can be made that DJ, in that case, is just the Walmart version of Debo.
0: Well, no, that's not true because he's a, just a take. better pass catcher. Debo's versatility is what makes him so, like, sought after, I guess, but... I don't know, man. I, I feel like you are Insanely disrespecting. I'm not trying to disrespect him. It's just I like a lot of guys more than Debo, and Ayuk
1: too. I love Ayuk.
0: If if we take Debo out of the Shanahan offense and he isn't like this crazy rusher, what like how many guys are we taking over him? I still think he would be amazing as a pure like yeah yeah. as a as a runner like and you can't like just eliminate that part of his game, which I I understand that, but he's just impossible to tackle. As a pure wide receiver, I like a lot of the the pass catching ability of these other guys. Just pure hands, the ability to just track the ball and how they run routes.
2: Am I missing something? Does Debo have a drop problem or something?
0: He doesn't. It's just because no, he runs It's up not the even field. that. People act like he doesn't have hands. Yeah, I'm not even talking about how he lines up in the backfield, and I'm not saying he doesn't have hands. I'm not saying I you just... are.
1: I'm saying that's what everybody
0: says. Like okay.
1: everybody, fe- I feel like everybody's subconscious. I, I, I'm just.
0: I just said that because I'm bringing this up so yeah. i figured you were going after me but puka might I, I understand that puka might be a stretch strictly because he's a rookie but one guy i wanted to throw on here but i know i just can't is pickens because he's just no. he's a he's no, a freak no. but i, I i'm no. not going to he's a freak athlete ridiculous. Who, I, i'm not i'm not over corlin here. Sutton. i'm, I, I can't I, I'm not i didn't throw even... him on here you had him in the maybes george pickens Corlin sutton Oh, I mean, he was, like, barely made the maybes. But I think there's easily 15 to 18 guys I'd take over Debo. It doesn't have to be the same for you. I didn't come here to, like, convince you guys. But that's just (laughs) my thought process. I value the idea of route running, hands, and just being able to track the ball and all that speed as well, because obviously Tyreek is out there, but he does way more than just that. But... That that's me. You guys can value can... different traits differently. I just wanted to say my piece.
1: And we can touch on this again on the next episode. We'll talk about the Niners. So I'm sure I'm I know I'm gonna bring it up again <laughs> <laughs> next next week. And we've been recording for just about two and a half hours now. So maybe maybe we'll cut it here. We'll we'll resume this unless you got anything else to say, Mike. Anything to add?
2: George Pickens just even saying that's wild. <laughs>
0: I, I just, nah, I, what are we doing
2: here? He hasn't it's probably strictly off of seven. the
0: highlight plays. That's probably why I'm thinking of it. But no, it's definitely Debo over he's Pickens. For highlight plays. Debo's Mr. Highlight. <laughs> he makes <Yeah>. the craziest <laughs> ta-
1: breaking tackles. And I don't know. I, I I love Debo Samuel. I think
0: maybe there's an argument to be made. He's not top 10. I think not top I, I think he's easily not 10, but it has nothing to do with his talent. It's the talent everywhere else.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I fifteen I'd, looking
0: reason, at looking at the list I made. Fifteen, maybe you can make an argument, at least to me. But now that I'm looking at it, okay, he's a top twenty receiver. You could probably slide him in anywhere between fourteen and sixteen for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just don't like. I see people online saying that too, like being like criticizing guys like Debo for being in these talented offenses.
0: Why does no one ever criticize Christian McCaffrey? He's in this offense. He benefits just as much as Debo does. Well, I mean, he did it outside of this offense, and he's just doing it again in this offense. He's doing it in Debo hasn't Carolina. Had the it. Debo has another chance. It was terrible. To it was literally just like it was one, uh, one Popeye's biscuit away. Kelvin Benjamin from a tight end, and then <laughs> Christian McCaffrey in that offense. And Christian McCaffrey was throwing was throwing out thousand yard receiving, thousand yard rushing, twenty touchdown season.
2: They gave him the ball on almost every single play.
0: Yeah, yeah, because there was no one else. But I feel like yeah, it's well, it's definitely a lot easier to criticize running backs than receivers because running backs you can be lifted by an O-line. Look at Miles Sanders. He's still a talented running back, but the O-line from Philly to Carolina, so different. Well, yeah, of course. In yeah. quarterback situation. But I mean, feel free what? to feel free to attack me in the comments if you guys have if there are guys I didn't mention, probably not. That you might take over Debo, or just knock me off my rocker, and just say that nah, he's top five. Like I don't know, but that that's my with this, take.
2: With the receivers you mentioned, I don't know how you didn't mention Mike Pittman.
0: Oh shit! Yeah, he's he better than do. a lot of those. I take Pit, I think Pittman's Pittman, borderline top seven this year. He's been so consistent. I'm, I'm taking Debo over year, Pittman. I'm I'm sorry. Debo, yeah. What?
2: Over Pittman He's I love one. what
0: Pittman's been doing this year with a backup QB. With a rookie QB and then a backup QB, I love. I feel Pittman, like he's been
2: great. Always been great.
0: Even in the games where he was quiet, like he had one game where he had like two or three catches, but he had that like big ass sixty yard touchdown too, which like tied the game or gave him the lead. It was like in week two or three. But do we, uh,
1: do we want to put a pin in this and just talk about the Sunday night football game? Now it's over. No, why? Why the hell not? I mean, we might as well do it here. I mean, we we, we got this far already. <laughs> Um, obviously, this game just ended, so we have no notes on it, but whatever. I'll pull it up here. Sunday Night Football, Cowboys go and dominate the Philadelphia Eagles at home. The Cowboys now move themselves into tied for first in the NFC and the NFC East. Um. I'm not sure. Let me look at standings real quick here. Who has a better divisional record? Uh, they Probably... Will
0: probably... No, the Cowboys will be the four and same. one, and
1: the Eagles will be three and one. So, in about a minute, when this game ends, the Dallas Cowboys will be your number one overall seed in the NFC, and the Eagles will be the five seed uh, in the NFC. So, that is crazy uh, to see. Uh,
2: wouldn't it be the 49 Or do they have four losses?
1: Oh, no, you're right. It would be the 49ers. You're right. Yeah, you're right. it would. Cowboys be. are I, two. I, I, forgot, right now. I forgot they were there. Yeah, Cowboys will be two, Eagles five. Um, But, yeah. Cowboys just out outplayed them completely. They took advantage of this shitty Eagle secondary, how they played this year. It's kind of crazy that they're just not that good anymore. Uh, maybe uh, can we give some credit where it's due to CJ Gardner fucking Johnson? <laughs> Look at this shit, bro. They're dog shit now. They were
0: great last year. What happened?
1: Their, it's just crazy B- how
0: one guy who they let walk that easily is, is that big of an impact.
1: And so, that no yeah. one wanted
0: to pay. Right. Got to get no one wanted to get 100% agree. Got to give him his flowers. And you got to think that the the Lions probably have one, maybe two more wins this year if he doesn't get hurt. A thousand percent.
1: This whole t- defense changes for the Lions if he doesn't get hurt. I would love to see him come back, make an impact in the last few games of the season here. And then hopefully the Lions will sign him to a long term deal. I would love that. I just love him as a person. I feel like he's just a good dude. He talks a lot of shit, he backs it up. <laughs> I wouldn't uh, say a
2: good dude. But... <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's an okay dude. He talks a lot of shit. He backs it up. Uh, he he's on one of those. Business. You got to respect that. He's, he's one of those dudes like uh, in the NBA, like a, like a Chris Paul or a Pat Bev. That's like low key, kind of like not that good of a dude, but like when they're on your team, you love them to death. Um. Pat so Bev. yeah. You said what? Pat Bev. That's what I said. Pat Bev or Chris Paul. Oh. One of, one of those kind of guys. Uh, <laughs> just conveniently, they have a little history, but regardless, back to this game. Uh, Cowboys dominated. looks like they're going to win 33-13 unless the Eagles get a garbage-time touchdown here. But great win for the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy out of the hospital uh, goes out there and Cowboys put on a clinic. And they look like maybe it looks like them and the Niners maybe are the most two dominant
0: teams in the league right now. I mean, this was the type of game where I expected C.D. Lamb to go on. C.D. Lamb, I don't know why I feel like I said that weirdly. Uh, he was going to have like 150 yards, 10 catches because of this weak Eagles secondary but he didn't need to. He only had six catches for 71 yards and a touchdown as of now, but I doubt they're going to be throwing the ball anytime soon. Uh, Dak Prescott, he just took care of the ball. He was smart with it. That's what he's been all year. He's been uh, – I don't even know what to call it. Like, what's the level above an elite game manager? Because he's making throws that game managers can't, but he's also doing exactly what a game manager should be doing. Either way, he's been phenomenal this year, and this game is no different. He's been avoiding – uh a lot of the Eagles – Eagles front four is very talented, and he did a really good job of avoiding it for the most part, other than that Jalen Carter uh, fumble six. But what's going on with the Eagles? They It feels like they've been falling apart, like, mentally. Sure, they're playing, like, San Fran and the Cowboys, who, like you said, Josh, two of the more talented teams in the entire league, but – like it feels like Hertz just isn't able to move the ball as well as he used to be able to their run game isn't working as well. Like Swift, he's getting phased out of the game, even though he's a super talented back AJ Brown and Devonta Smith are getting their targets and touches, but if they're down like 40 points combined between two games, what's, is there really a reason for them to get 15 total catches combined between the two of them? But either way, I think this Eagles team, they're probably going to get it together by the playoffs. They don't have to play the Cowboys or the 49ers again, I think they have like one, maybe two tough schedules, tough games coming up on their schedule. I don't have it out in front of me, but yeah, I, if the Eagles can get hot before the playoffs, maybe they can make noise, but until then, I'm going to have my concerns with them.
2: Um, Yeah. I have my concerns with this Eagles team. Definitely. Uh, maybe David Carr was onto something talking about Marcus Mariota. Do you think he could have put up 13 more, more than 13 points? I don't know, but Big win for the Cowboys. They are just a dominant home team. Um, big win for Mike McCarthy. Crazy how earlier in the season there was people saying he should be fired after the season. Um, he's maybe he's not the best coach, but he's a good coach. He's a Super winning coach. This Dallas team is going to be ten and three. They're very good. Their defense is just they've been good all season. Um, Stephon Gilmore is just continues to be an elite cornerback, even at, with his age. He's just so good. He doesn't get all the praise. He doesn't get the interceptions, the pick sixes, but he just makes the plays. Locks down his guy across from him and goes on, does his business. Um, CD went off early. I needed about thirty five fantasy points to make the playoffs. Didn't get it. Um, hate to see it. Sucks. Um. Uh, but Brandon Aubrey is my uh, officially my stud of the week. Didn't miss a field goal. I think he had two sixty plus yarders. He's just rapidly this is his rookie season already probably a top three kicker in the NFL right now Um, big win for the Cowboys this is this is what you want to see if you're a Cowboys fan this is what you're expecting to see you should have beat them in Philadelphia now you come back to Dallas and you get the job done you did what you could have done there Um, Cowboys are a scary team right now I don't care if they beat up on bad teams that's what they're supposed to do this time they beat up on a good team so job done
1: yeah, I scrolled up uh, while you were talking there to my notes for this year. Page 2 of 66 here. and insane. Under the Cowboys, it says McCarthy has to win a playoff game for his job. Um, I think it's safe to say they're going to win a playoff game. If they get the one seed, they're going to get a bye in the second round. We'll see what happens there. If they get the five seed, they're going to beat the absolute hell out of whoever comes out of the NFC South. So, I think it's safe to say his job will be okay and I think the Cowboys will be okay as well. But
0: I think even if they don't want a playoff game, like if they somehow get the bye and then because it's four against five Philly finishes with five and then they beat the NFC South team, they'll, uh, they'll play each other again in Dallas. If Philly wins, depending on how they win, I think McCarthy can still keep his job and just keep rolling with what they have this year. They're going to get digs back. I mean, oh. get healthy.
2: And Dan Quinn doesn't want to be a head coach, I think, at this point. He knows he's just an elite defensive coordinator and should stay that.
1: Yep, but that about does it for maybe our career-long podcast and 32 (laughs) episodes here. We'll see on the back end after editing. But as always, follow us on all of our social medias in the description. Our Spotify is on there as well as our TikTok, which we've been uploading a lot more consistently on. It has a lot of short-form content on there. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday to give you a preview of the upcoming week in the NFL, as well as talking some NBA talk with some in-season tournament and some early season storylines. Uh, until then, we'll see everybody in the next one.